Hello and welcome back to Tevating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our national treasure, Aaron Tevate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this week's episode is actually going to be a two-parter. I had the opportunity to speak with a few Aaron fans in this community, and while we all share a mutual admiration for Aaron and his work, how we got to be fans differs from person to person. So the next two episodes will be all about our Aaron stories. What's the story of your show? The story! Ah, yes! The first story conversation I had was with Emily. She is a diehard theater fan and is like a walking theater actor encyclopedia. I have learned so much from her about various actors and shows through our conversations over the past few months. We share an obsession with Aaron's character Mike Warren on Graceland, and have been able to be emotional support partners to each other as we've watched and rewatched the series. So here's Emily's Aaron story. All right, so we already know that you're president of the One Song Glory fan club, but <laughs> what was it? What led you to be the super fan that you are of Mr. Aaron Tveit? Honestly, it was just Broadway.com, constantly being a fan and checking the website. I mean, my Sweet 16 was all Broadway themed, everything. <laughs> So it was really just, that's how I got all my research for all the tickets and shows and whatnot, watching all the Broadway.com vlogs over the years and everything, and just being a super fan in general. What was the first show that you saw him in? Honestly, it was Moulin Rouge. Oh, really? Yep. I could have seen him in Wicked if Girl Scouts had bumped up their For Good program, which mm-hmm. was a whole Girl Scout and everything. We got our badge. There is workshop that we got to do like with cast members beforehand, mm-hmm. the original costumes from Adina and Kristen. And then we saw the show afterwards. So if they would have put that in March, maybe February of 2009. You would have been one of the special few that like saw him mm-hmm. in his Fiero glory. Oh my gosh. But that was June of 2009 that I got to see Wicked. Okay. But- Really? Do you remember what the first Broadway video was that you saw? Gosh, it must have been probably like some of the stuff with Next to Normal, or maybe it had to do with some of the show clips from Wicked. Okay, gotcha. And the first show I did see on Broadway was Being the Beast. That I do know. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. in that one. Too bad. <laughs> have you? Did you see any of his concerts, or Moulin Rouge was the first live? Besides Lame is Moulin Rouge was first one live. So literally had to go back in the same week to go see it. Yeah, Les Mis was was my first, which you know, but oh my gosh. And then it wasn't till like one royal holiday that it was like, it was like, oh, that's Aaron Tveit to Aaron Tveit. Like there he is. So um well, I knew Laura was gonna be in it, but like really right. him. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> when you saw Moulin Rouge, did you see it early enough to see Karen or was it after the pandemic? After the pandemic. Okay. It was the day after you actually. Oh, the day after. So we were that close. What was your first impression? Like I, I had seen like the TikTok clips of when he walks on the stage to lift the sign. And I, and then when that moment happened, I like had to catch my breath. Literally I had chills. <laughs> um, we checked my heart rate walking back from the theater to the train. And at that point during Roxanne that whole oh. sequence of Roxanne chandelier and crazy rolling, I swear my heart rate was like about 200. Like you hear the clips of that, but nothing prepares you to hear it just live. there in the theater. It's just like magical. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you saw it again 
that okay. same day, seeing it two different days apart, like with four days in between or five days in between. Right. Still the same show, literally the same exact area. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying to spot and watch Aaron do the backflip. I-, I still can't believe he did a freaking backflip. I know the backflip and then he flies. Like <laughs> I knew the flying, but like the backflip. Right. I know. I think I missed that the first time we saw it because we were further back and then we went to a matinee and like we could get so much closer. We were like fourth, third yeah. or fourth row. And I, I was just watching everything at that point. But I was like you within a week. I like we weren't even out the door of the theater and I'm like, we got to go back. Like we have to see it again before he goes. <laughs> that was literally my plan. I was like, I have to go back and see it before he leaves. I have mm-hmm. to see it. We're literally in line at the Hirschfeld at 634. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you do what you got to do to see Aaron's fate like live. <laughs> so you do. You figure Literally. it out. So since Moulin Rouge, what's been your go-to maybe video of him or song to watch? Ooh. I mean, I think I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's one song, Glory. Those magic changes from Grease Live, mm-hmm. that harmony between him and Jordan at the end, it, oh. it gets me. Mm-hmm. It gets me. Mm-hmm. And then obviously all the Roxanne, like just over and over, over and over. I can't tell you how many times I had that was listening to that today. Mm-hmm. Just today. <laughs> just today. <laughs> but like since the cast album came out, that was the one song I could not wait to see live. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't wait. Oh, God. I mean, it sounds just so different than I mean, all the songs are unique, but that one just stands out like tremendously so really and the way Sonia did the whole part with Nini and Santiago in the beginning Mm -hmm. setting the scene for it Mm is just incredible Mm -hmm. (sighs) (laughs) that whole section between no you just go back right right back to it when you talk about it like it's so fun so he gave us that he gave us the ability to relive it over and over again in our mind and so did TikTok and social media. Thank God for social media. He doesn't have to be on it, but thank you to everyone else who has videoed and <laughs> posted. So we have things to remember. I, I literally, I'm like, okay, I need him back on Broadway, like now. Broadway, something. Something. Like something. I'm almost done with season three of Graceland. I need, mm-hmm. I need closure with that show. With that. I know. Show. I know. The more I I keep watching it, I'm like, I get more irked at Paige. Paige. I, like, I like, I know season two, it's like you watch it and I'm just like mad the whole time just because mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. Coming. And then the second one, I'm just like shaking my head. I'm like, come on, Mikey, don't do it. Don't do it. Come on, Mikey. Oh, come on, strong. come out of it. <laughs> so. He's strong. I know, but he does it. He pulls through. And then Lee is. I literally went Christmas eat no Christmas day that night to go see it in the theater mm-hmm. because I'm like, I have to see it. I have to see it. Mm-hmm. Like I knew he was in it and Anne and Amanda, I knew Aaron was in it. Mm-hmm. Like I have to see it. And I can't even tell you, I was like bawling my eyes out at the end <laughs> when they all get shot and he's hanging out the window. I'm like sitting there bawling my eyes out. You know, could they have picked a more dramatic way for him to go though? <laughs> That's true. I mean, we get all the dramatic ways with Mikey and Grace. Yeah. I mean, and then get shot out of a window. Like, come on. Yep. Not just fall. Hang there. Hang there. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
After we finished recording, Emily and I stayed on chatting just about Graceland. Like we got all fired up from just the little bit we spoke about it while we were recording. So we just kept going back and forth, just analyzing things. So that was a lot of fun. But just hearing her stories and having that shared experience of the initial chills of seeing Aaron Moulin, like walk across the stage in Moulin Rouge live and having that be like our first live opportunity is just such a unique thing to have and also what we said about just being able to now go back and have all those memories to relive not only on social media but just permanently ingrained in our mind to just keep going back to and know that what he created and what that cast of Moulin Rouge created was just so special not only to them but to all of us as well. I was also able to talk with Liz about her Aaron story, and we bonded right away over our first exposure to Aaron being him as Enjolras in Les Miserables, and Liz has been a longtime theater fan and has expressed many times throughout our conversation how grateful she is for the experiences that Aaron and theater have given her over the years. So without further ado, here's Liz's story. Tell me what it was. What drew you to Aaron? Yeah, so I I think our stories are similar in some ways, but Les Mis was my first introduction to Erin. Actually, last night I went back because I couldn't remember exactly what day it was, but I went back. I found my old movie ticket stuff. So I made some friends, went on uh, January 1st of 2013. And um, I mean, I love the movie. I'd been wanting to see it for so long. And had not been familiar with Aaron, you know, from his other Broadway things at that point. Um, I loved musicals and had just been, you know, a little bit of knowledge about different Broadway shows. But at that point in my life, I really hadn't gotten to see a lot. Like I'd never been to New York, um, hadn't really even gotten to see many touring shows at that point. Um, Since then, that's a different story. but just such a good movie. And Aaron was obviously such a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the time after that, like the more and more I watched the movie, the more and more I appreciated just his talent in it with both singing and acting ability. And um, yeah, still one of my favorites. Oh, absolutely. So like, af- that's great that you have your movie tickets. Still. <laughs> like, that's so <laughs> I funny. I can't believe I still found it. <laughs> Yeah, I like streamed it. I remember like for the Oscars because I knew it was up for the award. So I wanted to see why. And of course, I understood immediately why it was <laughs> up for everything. But so after Les Mis, like what was next with Aaron? So, so after that, I really I kind of completely missed the whole him being in Graceland phase, <laughs> um, at that time, at least. But I had found um, his a radio in my head album, I think on Amazon music. And um, I was like, Oh, this is the guy from like this. So I enjoyed listening to that a lot for the next uh, few years. Um, and then you really just, I, I, I love the part where he not just sings, but he tells the stories. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. You know, that early introduction into his personality. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, you've mentioned this on like your other podcast episodes, but just his humility and gratefulness with everything. And that was just so evident, even in that, that early introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you seen Graceland since? I did. Yes. Okay. Finally watched it last year. <laughs> Are you a fan? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen Brain Dead? 
Yeah. So last, so, and I mean, we're kind of skipping ahead, but that's okay. Oh um, no. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I'm just, yeah, I was just jumping. Last, finally last year was kind of when I really like took the deep dive into all of the other things he did mm-hmm. and, you know, discovered those shows as well. And yes, love them both. I just recently rewatched Brain Dead, and it's like the more you watch it, the more you realize this is so crazy, but so kind of real too. Oh yeah, totally, definitely relatable. And then you saw Moulin Rouge. Yes. So and I so during the pandemic was really when you know I had was so sad. You know, Broadway was shut down for so long. You know, and honestly, even like. Aside from Moulin Rouge, like I usually go to most of the touring productions that come to my town um, and just always such a big source of fun and joy in my life, something I love doing with my friends. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like everybody else that was stripped away for months and months. And so um, when One Royal Holiday came out, like I've been seeing your previews about it in the news and I was so excited um, and then, so I'll watch that, like, every chance I got <laughs> during the Christmas season. <laughs> um, but then it was over, you know, and so once January rolled around, I was like, oh, I miss Aaron. And so that mm-hmm. was really when I kind of started, I was like, let me, let me see what else he's been up to, because okay. obviously Moulin Rouge wasn't going on at the time, but um, I kind of started searching on YouTube and found all of these other concert videos and you know, realized that he had done all this other TV stuff mm-hmm. um, that I had just kind of missed in those other years. Right. Um, so that was so much fun to discover that. And that was kind of when I got into the Instagram fandom as well. And it was like, Oh, look at all these other friends who love Aaron. And <laughs> they honestly, that was really how I discovered some of the TV shows he had done. Mm-hmm. With, like, his brain dead. What is Graceland? Um, so no, like, it's okay, fun. Like having it. like that time capsule to go back to of like his work and everything. Right. Right. Especially during the time where there wasn't mm-hmm. much else. Um, you know, we still didn't know when Broadway was going to open back up in that early part of 2021, even. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I still had, some fun, you know, Aaron content. Yes. <laughs> Keep me entertained. Um, but as far as Moulin Rouge goes, I mean, that was really during that time frame was when I was like, I have to make it to New York. So mm-hmm. I still had not ever been to New York. And really that was a lifelong dream of mine just to go and of course see Broadway shows, but just experience New York in and of itself too. And so I knew I just couldn't miss that opportunity to see Aaron live and mm-hmm. the whole original cast of Moulin Rouge, or at least the reopening cast. Um, so like as soon as tickets went on sale, I was doing it. And I actually, I had a ticket for the reopening weekend that ended up not working out. Uh, but I did go the following weekend okay. and I, now, one of my best friends came with me and we saw several shows together and uh, I saw Aaron from like the, the second row, like right where he stands mm-hmm. to lift the sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just, we were just two rows back. And I just remember that moment of being like, he's a real person. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> that's I, I mean i know because you see that on like video of him like walking across but then yes there he is right and that was the same week well it was a week after mm-hmm. um you know reopening it was it was the saturday after he won the tony and so just to have all of that happen so quickly like it was it was wonderful and mind-blowing and just I couldn't believe, you know, that I'd finally gotten there and was there and it was, it was just everything I'd ever, you know, wanted it to be. Oh, good. So did you see it more than once? I did. I have ended, I have seen it three times. Okay. So I saw it in October and mm-hmm. then I went back to New York back in April. Okay. Because it, when I was starting to plan that trip, I knew that I knew at some point Aaron would leave the show. I didn't know exactly when, but there were rumors about April at that point in time. And so I got to go and that's time I sat in the front row and it was just incredible. Um, and then I just happened to see uh, the post about um, May 8th, you know, the day that the Mularge Instagram account posted that I saw it almost immediately and I really did not think that I would be able to swing that just logistically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with work schedule and life um just kind of like well let me go ahead and buy a ticket <laughs> let, me just, <laughs> let me just see um and it worked out I couldn't believe it but it was it was wonderful <laughs> so you were there May 8th oh my gosh was, yes <laughs> Lots of tears from you. One of those moments that I can't looking back, I'm like, I can't believe that I got to go, but I'm so grateful. And it was just, it was the most wonderful like theater moment of my life. Gosh, all the clips just look incredible. I can't even imagine being being there like firsthand. Yeah. It's I mean, it's it was every bit Mm -hmm. of the rock concert that they (laughs) said it was. (laughs) And I ended up sitting um I was on the orchestra level. Okay. So I was um, sitting just the two rows behind Danny Burstein. Oh, <laughs> I, oh I think um, I saw that. You posted that. Yes, yes. Okay. And um, and then I didn't talk to him, but I saw him. Oh, cool. Um, and I saw like his parents across the aisle. And um, I mean, just thinking about, you know, all these people who like actually know him and love him and we're all right there with it it's just i'll never forget it (laughs) are you um do you have any plans to see his concert next may will you try to go to that i think i am i wasn't really sure just with you know travel logistics and stuff but i might as well try you know i sure hope that there are other opportunities and things that he gets to be a part of too but right um, I mean, we get the tickets, and then we have a year to figure out the right. plans. Right. And I've never, you know, I've, now that I've been to Milan Rouge three times, but I've never seen him in concert. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, you know, discovering that all of the previous concerts he's done on YouTube was was such a fun thing. And um, seeing just the, the variety in his talent, like, you know, I knew he was had a wonderful voice. But really, it was when I saw the YouTube clips last year of the the 54 Below concert from, I think, January of 2019. Mm -hmm. 
and just seeing the way he acts through song, like with uh, being alive was one of my favorite things that he did in that concert. And then, um, you know, I know he also sang one song glory with that song from La Boheme, which I can't, I don't know Italian. So. Oh, right, right. But even just seeing like the way he acted through mm-hmm. all that and, you know, I did didn't know he could sing Italian and maybe that was not something he does every day, but um, I was just, I just realized, okay, he really is so much more immensely talented than I ever knew. Um, Yeah. He's got a little touch of everything. Yes. Oh, so this was uh, kind of funny. I, Mm -hmm. you know, so back in 2018, you know, when, when Moulin Rouge was going abroad or going to Boston at the time. Yeah, you know, I definitely remember hearing about it and being excited about it. Um, one of the funny things is, so my sister and I, we we love watching the Olympics every year. And the the winners of the ice dance competition, they you know, skated to um, movie Moulin Rouge uh, for their gold medal performance that year. And so my sister and I had been on this big, like kind of Moulin Rouge (laughs) kick during the early part of 2018. So we were both really excited about it. Uh, Coming to Broadway eventually. And I found some old texts from friends where I was like, Moulin Rouge is coming to Broadway. And I was like, I just listened to the album and it's amazing. so just kind of thinking back to then and knowing like I was so excited about it at the time, but I just really still didn't, I didn't know what it would come to mean to me mm-hmm. um, and really how amazing it it ended up being. So um, it was just such a source of, you know, comfort and like stress relief and just such a crazy time during the early part of the pandemic. And even though, I wish I had gotten to see it before the pandemic too, but I'm so glad that, you know, I still had that to look forward to and just still like I said, blown away that it worked out. You know, I finally got to, to go and actually go that many times. You know, and that's great that like a show like Moulin Rouge was your first like New York experience, like lots of like core memories for you right there. Exactly. Exactly. I got to see some other wonderful things too, but mm-hmm. uh, that was, that just blew me away. So. After we had stopped recording, Liz and I also kept chatting and she shared more about the emotional roller coaster that was Aaron's last Moulin Rouge show on May 8th. And she shared that while she did not get emotional during the final show, the next day in the cab on the way to the airport, she was an emotional mess trying to hold it together. And I feel like that was the reaction of all Aaron fans as we began the mourning process of not only losing him as Christian, but also the end of another Broadway run and the beginning of what has turned out to be quite a long Aaron drought. I can't wait for the opportunity to share a few more Aaron stories with you all next week. I hope you enjoyed the two that were shared today from Emily and Liz, and I'm so grateful for them for chatting with me and being open and sharing their story outside of the little thumbnail prints and videos and captions that we've seen on social media. So thank you both so much, and I hope to see you all back here for episode 10. Thank you so much.